This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you on this Wednesday afternoon. You can reach us at 403-974-8255. You can call us up. We'll get to some more of your phone calls on the air. Or, or you can text us. Same number, 974-TALK, and we'll read some of your texts later on as well. I want to talk about North Korea off the top in this hour and whether the new American president is planning on taking a different approach to North Korea. Whether that may involve some kind of a confrontation with North Korea. Certainly, tensions are high. Yesterday, President Trump tweeted, quote, North Korea is looking for trouble. If China decides to help, that would be great. If not, we will solve the problem without them. USA. But what does that mean? Solve the problem. What is the problem, first of all, and what is the solution? A little bit more here from the president. He also did an interview yesterday with the Fox Business Network and was specifically asked about North Korea. Here's what he said. You redirected Navy ships to go toward the Korean Peninsula. What are we doing right now in terms of North Korea? You never know, do you? You never know. That's all you're going to say. You know, I don't talk about the military. I'm not like Obama, where they talk about in four months we're raiding, we're going to hit Mosul. And in the meantime, they get ready and like you never saw. Look, they're still fighting. Mosul was supposed to last for a week, and now they've been fighting it for many months. And so many more people died. I don't want to talk about it. We are sending an armada. Very powerful. We have submarines. Very powerful. Far more powerful than the aircraft carrier, that I can tell you. And we have the best military people on Earth. And I will say this, he is doing the wrong thing. He's making a big mistake. Okay, so what does that mean? Joining us for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome the program here today, Wenran Jiang, who is a political science professor at the University of Alberta and a global fellow with the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars in Washington. Professor, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks, Bob, for having me. Okay, so what, what has changed in recent weeks regarding North Korea? Well, the tension has increased North Korean intensify this missile, repeated missile test, which is designed to carry nuclear warheads, which they already have in possession. And uh, supposedly, as reportedly, the uh, intelligence uh, community in the United States are estimating within the four years of Trump administration, the North Korea may have the capability of striking the United States with the intercontinental a ballistic missile. So this is something that Trump feels very seriously. And reportedly, that's something that the President Obama, in transition, uh, informed Trump that's a top worry for the U.S. government. Right. And and that's understandable. I, I think certainly the Americans are going to be concerned about that. Uh, North Korea has been provocative, as you say, then, maybe in recent weeks. Are, are they looking to get a reaction from the Americans? What What is their intent, as you understand it? Well, the North Koreans certainly don't think they're being provocative. They say uh, the lessons from Iraq to Libya and now to Syria, which Trump just broke, strike them with the nuclear, uh, with the with the missiles, not nuclear missiles, no. but conventional cruise missiles, 
And the, the Pyongyang, the capital of uh, North Korea, the people there basically concluded, unless you have nuclear deterrence, otherwise you'll be uh, subject to such strikes by the United States. And so they call it a purely defensive measure, but uh, and they've been accusing the United States uh, not recognizing North Korea, uh, continuing to hold aggressive military drills with the South Koreans, uh, with the Japanese. And so they're basically saying, this is all for defense. And here we have a huge perception gap and China, which is in between now in a very difficult position. Do the North Koreans believe that the Americans could attack or might attack? Well, they firmly believe the Americans will attack. That actually is the part of the psyche. I mean, look at the record. The Americans have been attacking a lot of people around the world. And they're the access of evil, remember, being labeled by George W. Bush Jr., president, back in early uh, 2000 when they went to, into Iraq together with Iran, right? This is the, the, the kind of uh, the, 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 the evil of the three that he wants to take out. There's no doubt, as late as we know, that Trump administration being given different options from uh, surgical strike to personal assassination for the to, uh, of the young leader, uh, Kim Jong-un. So they take this very seriously, uh, uh, and so is, so is Beijing. Uh, but Trump may be just bluffing because the situation here, with all his talk about high-tech and powerful Amada sending to North Korea, this is a totally different situation than uh, Syria, which has no retaliation capabilities. North Korea is a different story here. Well, and is that a concern, though? If Even if Trump is bluffing, if, if the North Koreans think he's being serious, is it possible that they might react uh, and respond before the Americans have done anything? And that's actually the danger uh, through the history of international relations, either big power versus small power or equal powers. Miscalculation played a major role. And so this could uh, get out of hand. And that is why... We, in the past couple of days, as your beginning, you, you said in the beginning of the program, the stage has been narrative has been set by Americans largely like this. U.S. is moving its military forces, uh, carrier groups, to the Korean Peninsula. The North Koreans want to do more testing of nuclear weapons, which is not acceptable to the Americans. The Chinese, according to Rex Tillerson, now also Trump, somehow expressed some kind of understanding of the severity situation in North Korea and agreed actions need to be taken and at the same time reporting 150,000 Chinese troops amassed at the North Korean Chinese border, maybe for some kind of outcome of a military strike. This is highly dangerous. And the Chinese countering this narrative, President Xi Jinping personally called Trump last night saying, China will work with the United States, will coordinate just in response to his tweet, right? Mm-hmm. If China doesn't help, we'll do it alone. And so Xi Jinping basically, after having the summit, just had summit with him last week uh, in Florida, now calling him last night saying, we will coordinate with you, but only through peaceful means in solving the crisis. In other words, China does not give green light for any U.S. military strike as an option. And China has the defense treaty. It's obliged to defend North Korea if there is an attack. 
Right, and that raises the stakes even more. But is is this about the Americans putting some pressure on China to to deal with North Korea and and give some more urgency to that? It is. Uh, there's a common uh, shared perception, uh, as I wrote uh, into this Global Mail, they just put my op-ed out, that somehow Washington, different uh, successive uh, U.S. administration and Western government, thinking naively, in my view, uh, uh, that China holds the key of the North Korean problem and, and its solution. And China is responsible for Korean peninsula's problems. The big Chinese perception is totally different. In reality, the Chinese having a very difficult situation and relationship with North Korea. Thinking about the unpredictable nature of the Korean regime, if Americans feel they can deal with it, uh, how can they just imagine the Chinese has all the controls? Yes, China supplied the lifeline of the North Korean economy, and they have everything that North Korea needs in terms of survival, but those connections, as close as they are, cannot be just simply translated into total control and influence over Kim's behavior or his government behavior. And therefore, China also having a different strategic calculus here. China does not want a regime collapse or a regime change. This is not at the door of Florida. It is the door of Beijing. Right. Any serious situations in the, at the border will affect China at big time. Therefore, the American strategic preference may, is not shared by the Chinese, and the Chinese don't think the Korean nuclear crisis is a problem of China, but it's primarily a problem between North Korea and the United States. And therefore, we're looking at a very different perception here and how people react need to be put into consideration. In other words, China is trying to find a very fine line. They don't like the nuclearization of North Korea. They don't like what North Korea is doing. At the same time, they don't like what American administration is doing because they're basically bullying North Korea with military force and refuse to actually seek a diplomatic solution, which China prefers and actually affirms yesterday in the phone call between Xi and Trump. China only wants a peaceful solution. Well, what about Japan and South Korea? Where, where do they fit in? Currently, Japan and South Korea, neither of them, like the North Korean regime, and both of them are, in fact, if any threat from North Korea, these are the two that are being exposed the most, because uh, by any expert estimate, North Korea still has some way to go to reach North America with its missiles, but they can reach South Korea and Japan easily. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the two governments have not expressed any support of the potential military action of the Trump administration against North Korea, even uh, Shinzo Abe, the Japanese prime minister, praised and supported U.S. action in Syria. But in North Korea, everybody in the region knows it's a totally different picture because military option is, in fact, not an option. Uh, North Korea is a nuclear state already. Even you can dispute about their missile carrier uh, capabilities of the warheads. But they have 11,000 long-range artilleries deployed at the border, which can reach the capital city of Seoul, which is the capital city of South Korea, which has about 30 U.S., 30,000 U.S. troops and 10 million people. That would be disastrous, and there's no way U.S. first level, first wave strike will take out all these capabilities at, uh, at the same time. They're all in the bankers, including their nuclear capabilities. 
Well, and I guess the stark reality is uh, any kind of confrontation or conflict with North Korea is going to be messy. Uh, Kim Jong-un is not going anywhere as much as maybe we think the world would be a better place without him. So what does that leave us? Is is there a diplomatic solution to be had here? Um, okay. Now we know, we discussed about China. China is not having the same strategic interest, and China doesn't want to have a military solution. Therefore, uh, China will be not into the military solution with the United States, which in turn means U.S. has no option and cannot really use the military means. If it does, if Trump somehow on this side of the equation, if Trump decides he's going to go irrational or crazy, which we don't know whether he will uh, or will not, uh, he doesn't say anything, that means a disaster. So therefore, that leaves with us no solutions other than a diplomatic one. Look what North Korea actually wanted. The North Korean basically said, at the end of the Korean War in 1953, all the parties are the state of war. There's a ceasefire treaty. They want to translate that into a peace treaty. They want the United States to recognize North Korea uh, diplomatically and to negotiate a diplomatic relationship and not to make or guarantee to not strike North Korea militarily. I don't think, as a sovereign state, this is too much to ask. We can debate about the nature of North Korean regime, human rights records, et cetera, et cetera. But what we're looking at is the regime survival. All the three Kims, the young Kim now and his father and his grandfather, despite all this portrayal of them as being lunatic, unpredictable, they're extremely rational actors when they do these kind of things. They will come to the diplomatic negotiation table, if U.S. guarantee them survival and no attack, I think that's the only way. Then, in exchange, we ask North Korea to abandon its nuclear program. I just don't see anything else out, because others, no, no other options at the moment. All right. Well, we appreciate the insight, Professor. Thanks for making some time for us here today. We'll hey, see how it all plays out. Me, all right. All the best. Appreciate Take that. care. Wenran uh, Jiang, he's a political science professor at the University of Alberta, also a global fellow with the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars in Washington, D.C., as he noted, uh, has a piece today in the Globe and Mail about all of this. Uh, the stakes are high, obviously, and the Americans are right to be concerned about North Korea as a nuclear power, North Korea's missile capability. Right? It's a fair question to ask. A couple of people on the text line have... Well, how did we get to this point? I mean, isn't the same approach to diplomacy what allowed North Korea to obtain this capability in the first place? And obviously, China is a key player here. So it's not unwise, I suppose, for the U.S. to put some pressure on China to take a firmer stance with uh, Kim Jong-un. But then at the same time, if the North Koreans feel as though China's uh, acting in concert with the Americans, does that reduce the amount of leverage they have? a delicate situation, clearly. 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.